0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest But let me play devil's advocate here Let's see, so No, that's a good thing uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's, you did it You stumped this charming devil The Purple Mafia With your host, Paladino Joey Well, we'll see The doctors would disagree But what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. These are wonderful things that we've achieved. And there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, October the 28th, 2013. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. This is episode number 152 of Purple Mafia, which is available on the sports and on iTunes, and also Double Twist for Android users out there. Always got to mention that because there's a lot of people that use Android devices. Your Android phone, Android device is, is just as useful as an iPod when it comes to listening to podcasts. Yes, all you need is to download Double Twist for that. Um, but yeah, thank you always for downloading and listening to this show, really appreciate it, uh, great to have you on board with me today, wish there was more positive news to get to, but hey guys, it's tank season, I mean it's time to tank, uh, that's why you've been seeing images of tanks on the Facebook page, not sure everybody got it right away or or what the deal is, or they just pretended not to get it, I I, I, I don't know. Some people thought maybe I should come in and it means to blow up this team. Oh well, yeah, I suppose, but ultimately, no, it's just symbolizing it's it's time to tank. Um, there's nothing more to play for this year, and it's, it's sad. It's sad to just come on a show called Purple Mafia that uh, is a Minnesota Vikings show. It's all about Minnesota Vikings football, and it's just like, oh, well, this season's worthless. You know, might as well just talk about the draft, and yeah, that's not good, is it? But it's like, what can I do? What, what what do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about uh, Josh Freeman's opportunity to be the quarterback? Do you want to talk about, well, Matt Castle should have been in there. Maybe we could have uh, had a better chance at least to win. Or do you think Christian Ponder should uh, be something? Do you think Christian Ponder still has a chance to be something in this league and, you know, we're just we just gave up on him too quick? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. On all, you know, it's all three. Just, no. Uh, The future quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, if they want any type of long-term success of any kind, is not on the roster. Period. End of story. Why even, why even discuss it? I'm sure very few of you are anyway. Josh Freeman's the closest thing to that, yes. But... And even if we sign him to a two-year deal or something or whatever, I don't even know if he'd be happy with that, but if he keeps performing like he did against the Giants, he'd be lucky to get it. Uh, But, yeah. um, If he was signed to some type of short-term contract to kind of be here until, you know, the draft pick, uh, be it Bridgewater or Johnny Manziel or or whatever, Johnny Football Man, and if it's one of those guys who wound it up being the quarterback, wound up up being the quarterback of the future on this team. Still wouldn't mind Josh Freeman at least being here uh, at some point or signing a more legitimate veteran quarterback who's not here to just be the man, you know, so to speak. Uh, I don't know, whatever. It's just like, mm, you know, it is just kind of like, we'll just find out when the time comes, isn't it? We'll just find out who's available and what the solutions are, because it's only, you know, we're, we're we're one in six right now, by all intents and purposes, the season's over in a lot of ways, but you still got to play it out, and it's just, yeah, call it what it is, call it Dead Man Walking, Walking Dead, yeah, everybody wants to be a zombie these days. Why? I have no idea. I don't know why all this zombie stuff is popular. But I guess that's your choice. (laughs) Uh, To each his own, I'm just, uh, yeah, maybe I'm just different. I'm just too weird for it, I guess. Yeah, I'm just too weird for zombies. Yeah. That sounded really strange, didn't it? So, yeah, with all that said, I guess we'll lead off the show with the whole um, quarterback situation. Because do you really think I'm going to come on here and give you a detailed game review on that? That foolishness? That, 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 that. Abomination yesterday for the record the Packers won 44 to 31 might as well have been 44 to 13 in fact it probably should be 44 to 13 that 31 is just a bloated bunch of crap like yeah it's just a bunch of hot air um, but yeah the quarterback situation yeah, apparently Josh Freeman had a concussion in the Giants game was it real was it fake with this team who knows <laughs> who knows who cares right? At at this point. Who knows and who cares. Because it just doesn't matter who the quarterback is at this point with this current roster. A, none of the quarterbacks are really any good. Matt Castle is a failure as a starter in this league. Farzine Vestugian of the Chiefs Zone, also available on SportsStuff.com, will tell you that. Uh, (laughs) And the preseason told me that as well. I could have never seen a single Chiefs game, never listened to a single uh, Chiefs Zone podcast. (laughs) And just watching those few games in the preseason just told me this guy shows no special, really special skills out there to be any type of long-term quarterback or even like two to three-year starting quarterback for any team. So that's just the way it is. you, You know, it's not about, oh, he played well or he played poorly. No, you're looking for indicators. Preseason to me is all about indicators. And certain players show indications... That they're going to be this, or they're going to be that. Randy Moss showed indications in the 98 preseason of what was to come, and it was quite accurate, wasn't it? Christian Ponder, Matt Castle showed indications of what they were going to be this year, and they were exactly what they were. The indications were exactly dead on, ladies and gentlemen, and you heard it here in Purple Mafia. Not saying I'm a genius, because you heard it on other shows as well. But it does show that I do know what I'm talking about a little bit. And that the preseason does matter a little bit because of that. Because you look for indicators. Maybe not individual performances, but indicators. Yes, the offensive line looked terrible in the preseason. Uh, in, in, the, in the whole indication department. It looked like it was going to be a tough year for the offensive line. Um, I'm not seeing any changes in that. <laughs> I'm not seeing how that was wrong. Same with this hole, that hole, this hole, that hole. Like I've said a million times, it's a sinking ship with a million holes. You can't plug it with just one or two pieces. you got to plug it with a million plugs. <laughs> Good luck to you. ah, uh, boy. Where do we begin? Well, again, the quarterback position, yeah. Yeah, apparently Josh Freeman had a concussion in the Giants game. Maybe that's why his throws were so wild and just, I have no idea what the hell that even was. I don't think anybody does. Statistically speaking, it was one of the worst quarterback games in the history of professional football, which is strange. It's like, boy, was he that bad? I guess he was. Um, So then you get Christian Ponder plugged in, and Matt Castle put in as (laughs) uh, as the backup. Matt Castle was inactive last week. It's just like a joke, man. This is a joke. It's the quarterback carousel, musical quarterback chairs, musical inactive chairs, whatever it is. This is weird. It's just, it's a joke of epic proportions. And it's, you know, you think, I mean, you think I'm just going to come on here and bash the team and bash the team and you know, this guy sucks, that guy sucks. Well, I've already done that about 15 times this year. If I keep doing it, you're going to turn off. You're going to turn it off. And it's not because I'm too negative. It would be because it's too repetitive. It's the same thing every week. So it's like, what do you do? It's more or less telling a story. We're just telling a story here. This is like a book being written in front of us. Because now, obviously, the, the, the plot thickened with the concussion. The Christian Ponder was put in as the starting quarterback. And it was just the strangest thing in the world. Like, how could this be possible? Christian Ponder... After all that, after you burned the bridge with him, now you're going to put him as the starting quarterback? And boy, Christian Ponder. Oh, 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 boy. Woo, he's feisty. Yeah. Man, he is just, like, ready to go. Uh, I'm not giving this starting job back, he says. Boy, I mean, you know, I was impressed with it. And I'm like, boy, I hope this is an indication that maybe the Vikings finally are going to get something out of him, show some type of indication Of a pulse as as a NFL quarterback, not even a starter, certainly not a first round pick, but even as a quarterback at all in this league, is he going to show that pulse? Is that possibility there? Does it exist? (laughs) Did you see the game? Did you? Did you see it? Did you see the same stuff you saw in the preseason? Did you see the same stuff you saw last season? <laughs> yeah, you did. There was no change. Anybody can, anybody can get in front of a camera and be surly and bark after being the nicest guy in the world and uh, the mistakes are easily correctable. <laughs> Apparently they're not easily collect- correctable. Not for you. They're impossible to fix because you can't play. And uh, that's just all there is to it with that. Was I trying to prove a point there? No. <laughs> no. What am I what am I to prove? Christian Ponder proved the point on his own. There's nothing to prove. Ain't got nothing left to prove, man. He ain't got nothing left to prove. It's over. Um Christian Ponder clearly is not an NFL quarterback. And isn't that crazy? Twelfth <laughs> overall pick and he's not even an NFL quarterback. And yes, there are other picks in that same draft that were pretty bad, especially Blaine Grabert. He's even, actually, you might even say he's even worse than Christian Ponder. In fact, the numbers, the indicators would tell you that. It's all about the indicators, isn't it? I like indicators. They tend to be pretty good. (laughs) Stating the obvious continues. Leslie Frazier and staff will not return. For 2014. We'll just continue that trend, I guess, stating the obvious. Purple Mafia, stating the obvious. Oh, what a game. Oh, what a game. I mean, there's just so many ways to go here without reviewing the game. There's so many storylines within the game. (laughs) That this show could be six hours long, practically. There's just too much. There's too much. And to think, I'm trying to do a shorter show today because it's just, A, I'm exhausted. B, it's like, what is there to talk about? There's nothing to talk Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, so it's like, whatever. I'm just going to talk about what I can at this point <laughs> without trying to be too long on one topic, without trying to be too repetitive on one topic, <laughs> and without trying to, like, rehash the same stuff we've heard every week. But then again, it's like, what can you do? You almost have to, don't you? So let's uh, dare I move to Aaron Rodgers or Greg Jennings first, because in a lot of ways they're both jackasses in very different ways. One seems to respond well to situations. The other just uh, has no response whatsoever. Can you blame the quarterbacks throwing him the ball? Of course. (laughs) But it just exposes his jackassiness in a great way, and that's this week's Tavares Jackson Award winner. Might as well just give it to him, because you have to. No matter how bad the defense is, no matter how bad the offensive line is, no matter how bad Ponder is, no matter how bad, <laughs> no matter how annoying the Packer fans are. Oh, and they're annoying. Oh, oh, they're annoying. But uh, Greg Jennings, Greg Jennings is the is the man right here for this for the Tavares Jackson award. I'm giving it out early today. It's just just get it out. What if I'm an idiot? And I don't even say it. Yeah, it's Greg Jennings. All this talk, all this yip yap. Oh, he's the king of kings when it comes to wide receiver out there. And you know what's the best part about what Greg Jennings is supposed to be for this team? He's supposed to be this calming leader. He's supposed to be this this great influence on this team. Greg Jennings is supposed to be just oh, he just looked like the greatest guy in the world. What a what a big time leader and influence. He's just going to be an angel for this team. So what does he do? He starts yapping about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Okay, it made things kind of fun and interesting, but he kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. Kept doing it. <laughs> you know, when you're going to do that, you got to back it up somehow somewhere. You got to have some type of way of backing it up. This guy isn't backed up squat. Fill in your S word, your four letter word with that one. <laughs> And yet, at the the same time, okay, yeah, okay, the quarterback is bad and all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But it also proves the point about how, yeah, I mean, regardless of what kind of horrible teammate Aaron Rodgers is, obviously he made you better. He made you a lot of money with the Minnesota Vikings. Congratulations, Greg. But above all else, above all else, the performance, the yapping, the lack of performance, the guy refuses to even face the music he ignores the media. He ignores the media. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. After all this yip yap about Rodgers and the Packers and Green Bay is a bunch of brainwashers. Oh, I'm sure they are. But <laughs> no. But whatever. The fact that you'd say it and you can't even face the media is a joke. What a fool. That guy, Greg Jennings, is a fool. He's a failure. He's a mockery. He's a Mike James. He's Mike James! Okay, yeah, that, uh, for those of you that are wondering who the hell that is, <laughs> Mike James was an NBA player, NBA point guard, <laughs> who had a pretty nice season with the Toronto Raptors, came to the Wolves, got on the phone was like, tell me what I do bad, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Greg Jennings is a little more proven than Mike James. But at the same time, it's the yip-yap and then not backing it up. And that's exactly what Mike James did. And that's what Greg Jennings is doing in Minnesota right now. I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not. Um, He's shown signs at times of what he can do. Okay? Even Mike James did at times. But it's like cut with a yip-yap and then turn around and not even face the music. Not face the media. That's just... Oh, you can't have it both ways, Greg. You cannot. You cannot. And you're you're basically trying to make it that way. So we're happy for you. The other wide receiver, Cordell Patterson, right out of the gate is the longest play possible in the NFL. It's basically like bowling a 300 game in bowling. Yeah. Uh, when you get a 300, obviously that's the maximum score you can possibly get in bowling, and that's great. So, um... Yeah, 109 yards is the longest possible play you can have in the NFL because he caught the ball at the very edge, the very back edge of the end zone on the opening kickoff of the game and scored a touchdown. Uh, it's literally like um, I was distracted for a second because I changed the channel for a second, just a second, to check out something called the World Series. Yeah, hello. Um, Flip back right away, <laughs> and there was Greg Jenny or excuse me, Cordero Patterson catching the ball and running 109 yards to pay dirt on the opening kickoff. Great, that was spectacular. What a nice start for the Vikings. Here we go. But, unfortunately, the Vikings' offense n- hardly ever got to see the field early on because of stuff like that. But, hey, that's good. We'll take it. Uh, Green Bay got uh, a touchdown immediately right after that. That was wonderful. Thanks for that. Um, very much appreciated by the greatest special teams coach in the history of football. No, <laughs> no that was later in the game, but they had a nice return. Later in the game, I just thought I'd mention that. Much later in the game, yes, yes, Michael, Hy- Mike uh, Hyde. Yeah, that's later. But I'm just saying, just saying, the fact that we gave that up as well. Um, but Green Bay marched down the field, scored right away. Blah blah blah. We don't need to go over all that, like detail by detail. But <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We're not even started on that. We're not even. We're just getting warmed up in this game review without going too heavy into detail, without having to. It's more or less the side stories. That's more important here. But yeah, Cordero Patterson looked really good on that, and that was pretty much the end of the story there. (laughs) Uh, He was on the field for 15 snaps. Um, Everybody's still miffed what the hell's going on. Like I said on the last show, the Vikings took forever. Bill Musgrave, namely, in this category, took forever to even put uh, Jarius Wright in the in the games at all last season. And funny, once they started to activate Jarius Wright mid-season, he was a huge factor. The Vikings, uh, he was a part of the Vikings' run, run to the playoffs last year. He wasn't the main reason, but he was a part of it. He was a factor. So, once again, a rookie wide receiver. This one even better than Jarius Wright, absolutely. Jarius Wright, fantastic fourth round pick, by the way. One of the very few, uh, post, (laughs) post first round picks, by Rick Spielman that have that masterly has worked out in general um, but yeah Cordero Patterson, the guy we gave a lot up for, clearly has a ton of talent might be he is the most exciting rookie on the team out of the three and um, well he's continuing to be uh, like the fourth or fifth receiver on the team he's actually the fifth receiver because Joe Webb is on the field for more snaps that would make Joe Webb the fourth uh Fifth receiver for Cordell Patterson. I don't understand it. So let's switch over to the Green Bay Packers. Well, what did I talk about last week? I talked about the Green Bay Packers running game and that being a huge factor about balancing out the field, stretching the field, balancing the, the offense. Eddie Lacy. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, my. <laughs> Not dazzling, but extremely good and very, very extremely effective. James Starks is valuable a number two running back as you're going to have in this league. very valuable, very powerful. Green Bay has everything you'd want in an offense. <laughs> they have their top receiver, Randall Cobb out. James Jones, a very valuable second or third receiver who's got a, who's a deep threat but can drop but drops the ball sometimes out. Uh, Jerry Michael Finley out with a serious neck injury, kind of scary there. Keep him in your prayers. Hope uh, it sounded like he's doing better. And then you have Jordy Nelson, very valuable guy. He broke one loose for seventy-six. Oh yeah, catch and go and uh, go he went. And the tackling was just non-existent due to exhaustion and lack of <laughs> lack of ability by the Viking secondary. Jordy Nelson, he had. Eight catches in 123 yards. Two touchdowns total. That 76 yard was ridiculous. But um, then you have all these other guys. Jarrett freaking Boykin, who's emerged, looks good, I guess. <laughs> Miles White. Also, Jarrett Boykin and Miles White, before this season, hadn't really heard of them all too much. And uh, that does not make me, you don't have, you know, I could be a football expert and I could be a football moron either way. It's like Jarrett Boykin and Miles White. Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, it makes Greg Jennings look even stupider, though, with all this yip-yap. Look what Aaron Rodgers is doing with Jarrett Boykin and Miles White. Could Christian Ponder do that? No. Jordy Nelson would just be would just be another guy if he was on the Minnesota Vikings, but boy, on the Packers, he's a superstar. Brandel Cobb, woo, he's good. And they didn't even have him or Michael Finley, all this good stuff. And yet, still, Aaron Rodgers made it look like it was just like he was throwing to, to Jerry Rice... <laughs> to john taylor oh man and to the great tight end also of san francisco and i have no idea why i'm why it's blanking on me you know the catch the catch yep all those great players <laughs> they were just so um it was just a great uh, i mean obviously it's a, it's a great team of the san francisco 49ers dwight clark excuse me dwight clark how could i forget Great tight end with that team. But no, that's what it looks like with Aaron Rodgers. He's that good. And man, I hate saying that. Because I hate the guy. <laughs> He's one of the most arrogant people I've ever seen. In fact, a lot of uh, fact people in town who are possibly more objective than a Purple Mafia show. And, I, and I'm extremely objective, by the way. If you guys haven't noticed, I actually am. But no, I mean, I have a deep dislike for Aaron Rodgers because... He he really is one of those guys that you just hated to play against in any sport because just so cocky. Oh, you just wanted him to fail so bad. You wanted to smack him around. You wanted to knock him out. But he's just too good, and our team is so bad. Our defense is so bad. You can do. There's nothing you can do about it. He could. He literally was smirking and laughing at us the whole game. And I'm telling you, he was. He was absolutely doing that. If you watched the game. You saw it over and over again, that S.O.B., (laughs) that arrogant S.O.B., arrogant Rodgers, with his 130 quarterback rating and um, 83% completion percentage. Oh, is that all? Uh, Yeah. Aaron Rodgers looked like he could have done it blindfolded against this defense. And obviously he's good enough that he could do it against a lot of other teams as well, but just to see the arrogance on that man's face and knowing there's nothing you could do about it. But not only was there nothing the Vikings could do about it, there's nothing they did about it in any way. Because you know how oh, there's the statistics, the little column in some cases, and you know, for me, Yahoo Sports, there's the, on the right side of the page, There's there's total yards, which is obviously the Packers beat uh, beat us about by 220 yards in that category. Beautiful. Uh, time of possession, they beat us by about 20, 22 minutes. Wow. Um, but the stat of the night, the urban legend. Here it is, the urban legend of the week. Is there any doubt this is not an urban legend? Because is it statistically possible in a National Football League game? Okay, now here it is. The punts stat. Okay. How many punts did the Vikings have? Well, they had four. Okay. Mm. You know, I've seen worse. But there is better. (laughs) Have you ever heard of zero punts in a game? The Green Bay Packers didn't punt once. Oh Oh my god! (laughs) The Green Bay Packers didn't punt once. (laughs) As the Borg would say in Star Trek, you know, the next generation and blah blah blah. Resistance is futile. There was no resistance. It was futile. The Packers must be the Borg. They must be. Uh, no turnovers in this game, by the way, folks, by either team, which is kind of alarming. I mean, that that's kind of pretty, isn't it? This, that's one of the reasons the score was so high, because there was no turnovers. Um, in, in a way, you could say that, uh, though sometimes it can boost one of the other, the other teams. But, no, the, that's one of the reasons why both teams scored a lot of points. Also, the Vikings is just garbage touchdown city in that fourth quarter. They got two touchdowns that were just garbage late in the game. They might, it might as the final score might as well have been forty-one to seventeen versus this forty-four to thirty-one nonsense. Uh, ugh. What a game! 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 And it's just funny how we got our special teams touchdown and gave up one. You know, it's just classic. It's like there's no way we didn't beat the Packers in any facet of the game, man. Not one. Not even on special teams after what Cordero Patterson did. Oh my. Look look at the Packers rushing yards, even. And the way Aaron Rodgers with such ease would run for those first downs. And with such ease, the Green Bay Packers (laughs) converted on fourth down. And of course, it was just they only had to take two, but they got them both. They weren't going to punt. They weren't going to punt. Nah. They're not punting. Why should they punt? They don't have to. That punter is... Uh, well, you know what's funny? This could have been a week where the Green Bay Packers could have deactivated their punter, and it would have been fine. Maybe they need a an extra tight end from the practice squad because dear Michael Finley's hurt or an extra wide receiver. This would have been the week for that situation. Just deactivate the punter, you know? Ah, just deactivate the punter. It's okay because they didn't need him at all this week. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I said I wouldn't come on here and rant, but it's just, um, well, I'm not ranting. I'm telling a story. That's what I'm here to do. That's part of a radio is sometimes is to tell a story. You're either telling a story or reporting the news or you're just trying to be funny Or you're just one of those people that's too serious and just uh, talks too much like a robot, whatever it is. But um, I guess I'm somewhere in there. Not not the robot part, more in the telling a story part. Because that's pretty much what this is about at this point when you're reviewing a game. As for the analysis, well, Christian Ponder's not a quarterback in this league. Aaron Rodgers clearly is too good. He's too good. Vikings defense doesn't exist. Urban legend of the week is how can a team have zero punts? Well, that's an urban legend because they had zero punts. So you get the point. I'm going to stop repeating myself in that category, even though it's just the most remarkable thing you ever saw. I am impressed, though, how neither team had zero, or how neither, either team, both teams had zero turnovers. That's cool. I like that. Uh, I'm glad Ponder didn't throw an interception. I'm glad there was no fumble. So at least, for the least, that's one positive we could come out of this game with the Vikings. Adrian looked okay, obviously. Cordero Patterson is as big a threat as there is on special teams. Can't wait to see him become more and more of a uh, threat in the regular offense. Probably with a new coordinator at this point. Um, Though, uh, maybe as the year progresses, we'll see more and more of uh, Cordero Patterson. But as of right now, they're treating him like the fifth receiver. I almost forgot about Jerome Simpson. You know, hardly saw him actually. He made one catch for 18 yards, targeted 3 times. Kyle Rudolph caught everything thrown to him. In fact, the best probably the best play of the game for the Vikings in terms of uh ponder throwing the ball was a just an awesome throw and catch via by Kyle Rudolph. That was a 17-yard gain. And that's about all she wrote there. Nothing really to get excited about in this game. On the offensive side of the ball and the defense, I've talked about it enough. So, um, yes, quarterback should be the top pick for the Minnesota Vikings. But like we've been saying for the last couple of years now, since 2011 at least, if not 2010, there's a a lot of holes to fill. And last year we kind of got put to sleep on that category because a couple of guys emerged. And of course the running back became as good of, had as great a season as you could possibly have. And easily the best season ever for a guy post-ACL injury. Sick. So we're going to conclude the game review. I'm happy the Vikings were able to get a couple of uh, junk touchdowns late in the game. Why Adrian Peterson was all happy and smiling for Toby Gearhart when he got a touchdown to make it 41-24 to 24 with four and a half minutes left. Um, I, I guess you're happy for your teammate, your fellow running back, but... I don't know what you're smiling about there. Obviously, at the second touchdown, Peterson wasn't smiling. But, uh, okay, I'm glad you're happy for Toby Gerhardt, I guess. Who, to me, is another draft pick by the Minnesota Vikings that really hasn't accomplished all that much. Rick Spielman's feet should be held to the fire, folks. Because he is, his fingerprints are all over this. They are. Leslie Frazier is in over his head. The offensive coordinator is the worst. The defensive coordinator is even worse yet. Um, yeah. The coaching staff is not good, but the general manager is, I guess, not good either. He's made a lot of mistakes. He's made some really good moves, and he's made a lot of bad ones. So it's more of now, how do the Wilfs truly evaluate Zig, uh, Ziggy? How do the Wilfs truly evaluate Rick Spielman at this stage? Um, I was a fan, but it's just uh, there's a lot of misses. The, he apparently cannot draft a quarterback or a cornerback. He just can't. He just sucks at it and that's not good because the passing game is the most important part of football right now. Even more important than a running game. It's nice to have a running game to balance the field and all that stuff. Balance the offense and all that good stuff. But the passing game right now, this is a quarterback's league. And It ties in with the cornerback as well because obviously the quarterback is very important passing the ball. The cornerback is very important in stopping the pass. And when you suck at both of those, you're not a very good general manager, Rick. You're just not. So, with that, we will take a quick break and then it's time to preview the Dallas Cowboy game. Which, yeah, hopefully will be another... A step towards the draft pick because I think at this stage losing is better than winning because let's just get the draft pick Doug. on right, It's tank time. Yeah, we'll be right back. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going And we are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 152, which is a reminder for all of you out there on your mobile device of whatever possible Android device, Apple device, iTunes, Double Twist, or search in the store with your Microsoft phone or service. Same with the Blackberry. Just search in the store. You should be able to find Purple Mafia show, or Purple Mafia, excuse me. Um, also, Timberwolves explosion. Do give that. A, do check that out. I will be recording Brave the Wild tomorrow with Neil Nakedog Thiesing. Had been in the habit of recording uh, Brave the Wild on Sunday nights, but of course, well, can't record Brave the Wild when the Vikings are on. I just can't do it, despite the fact how poorly the Vikings played in that game. Um, a lot of people will probably switch it off, but I can't do that. That just that just wouldn't be right. Damn it, no, just wouldn't. So let's preview the game with the Vikings and the Detroit. Lions. No, I'm just kidding. The Dallas Cowboys who played the Detroit Lions and had a little bit of drama going on with Dez Bryant and such. And uh, Pitten, Witten, 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 excuse me. Pitten. What am I talking about? Um, And I guess this will sum up the uh, NFC North review because Chicago Bears were on the bye and Minnesota and Green Bay played each other. So there's your NFC North uh, roundup. This will conclude it with the Dallas Cowboys and Detroit Lions. I, I like when this happens because it's like obviously I'm extremely exhausted work schedules really tough day today guys really tough um yeah I lost a blower today just lost it and uh, it really sucked and it's kind of sad because I had the thing for a long time that's what the lawn service that's what the second job but I do that first before the first job <laughs> good stuff uh yeah you know hours are hours we have to do what we do don't we? Um, Yes, Dallas Cowboys lose to Detroit in a collapse. That's all there is to it. Detroit scoring 24 points in the fourth quarter. Dallas scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter. A very dramatic game. Detroit Lions emerged to a 5-3 and three record, second place behind the Green Bay Packers. They look like to please the playoff team, I guess, out of the two right now between Chicago and Detroit. Because we figured uh, a lot of people, well, last year, would have figured Chicago and Detroit were going to duke it out for the playoffs last year. And uh, me and Dylan had Detroit four and twelve this year because we figured. Well, I had five and eleven. We figured the the Lions are just a joke; they're not for real. But apparently, they're well. Their offense is so damn good; they're winning despite their bad coach and their bad history. Um, yeah, they're just too talented. Calvin Johnson had the second best game of all time as a receiver, I guess. <laughs> Fourteen catches, three hundred and twenty nine yards, and a touchdown. So apparently, you can cast on the on the Dallas Cowboys. I guess. I guess you can. Yeah, I'm not going there. I am not going there. I'm done talking about passing on anybody because that's a joke. That happened all year last year. Oh, the Indianapolis Colts have a weak pass defense. Oh, you know, so just expect Ponder to throw for 300 this week. He's going to have a big week, man. And he'd throw for like 123 yards. And he'd have happy feet I don't, care. I don't care how many yards Matthew Stafford had yesterday at 488. Nobody, Ain't nobody on the Vikings is going to throw for 300. And if they do, good. Good, 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 good on him But I still want that freaking draft pick. So, find a way to choke, I guess. <laughs> Even though you got the king of choke. The king of the choke, Tony Romo. Excuse me for this freaking racket here. The king of choking, Tony Romo. Yes, sir. Same old story with him. Um... I don't even, you know, well, due to the fact he got three touchdown passes, (laughs) his quarterback rating is 103 despite the fact he completed 47% of his passes, which is insane. Man, what a wild wild guy he is, right? (laughs) Uh, I've never heard of any of these running backs that the uh, Dallas Cowboys have. I mean, Joseph Randall. How many of you have heard of Joseph Randall or Lance Dunbar? Well, you must like college football because I don't. Des Bryant. Uh, yeah, Mr. Blow-up at your yeah, Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did, alright. Uh, I don't know why he's blowing up at Jason Witten. He's one of the most valuable players in the history of the Cowboys, at least to recent memory. Very valuable player. I don't even know what the hell. What? what whatever, right? Uh, one of his catches, though, the catch that Des Bryant made for a touchdown, he looked like Michael Jordan. I mean, <laughs> it was unbelievable. In fact, he had two touchdowns in the game, but One of them was just like, wow, the way he just flew over the defender and caught it. Michael Jordan style, kind of tucking it under, catching it basically as he's kind of tucking it under his shoulder. That was like Jordan, man. I mean, it was unbelievable how high he got and how graceful that catch was. Spectacular play. Not too graceful on the sidelines, though. Uh, If the Vikings were playing well right now, I would say they could win this game because it looks like Dallas is on the verge of implosion. They really are. Uh, Very, they have lost multiple close games this year where they look really damn good and they just did not finish. They just didn't. Um, I love it because back in the days of Troy Aikman, they always finished games like that. And man, did I hate that because I hate that freaking team. I did not want them to win anything, but they'd always get it done. Oh my god, Tony Romo and Jez Bryant. I don't care how bad the chemistry might be in Dallas right now. You're going to have a lot of fun because it wasn't too good in New York either, was it? (laughs) It really wasn't. Eli Manning was having the worst year of his career. Looked like Joe Joe Montana out there. Tony Romo puts up the stats. He's the stat king. Go ahead and have him on your fantasy team because it doesn't matter if he chokes in the playoffs because you're going to Still have a good fantasy season with Tony Romo leading the way. Go ahead and have him on your fantasy team. That's all he is. He's a fantasy quarterback. It's exactly what Tony Romo is. Not that I give a rip about fantasy football anymore. It's just it's it's past me. You know, it's been a long time now. Uh, I used to be good at it, and eventually it just wasn't anymore, and I stepped away. Yeah, uh, but just saying. Yeah, I do know a thing or two about it. So Tony Romo is a perfect fantasy quarterback. Um, Dez Bryant would be a nice receiver as well. <laughs> I'm sure. But the best of all, it'd be Kelvin Johnson. Again, just, wow. Almost 300, yeah, 329 yards in the game. Crazy that he only got one touchdown. Stafford throwing for almost 500 yards. I mean, you know, the Detroit Lions are the king of yardage, aren't they? (sighs) You'd think that the Vikings could go out there and beat up on this on this Dallas team that is imploding. I mean, they keep losing these close games against these great offenses, these great offensive games that are as good to watch as anything. Denver, Dallas, unbelievable, Detroit, and Dallas. But they seem to lose them all, and the Dallas Cowboys are now 4-4 four and four in a year where it looked like they were going to be pretty good. I mean, the way things were going for a while there. But, um... You know, I'm not going to look at how many yards the Cowboys give up on the ground or in the air because this Vikings offense is not going to do anything. And I don't care how many passes, or I don't care what they do offensively anyway. But but one thing, though, I mean, I should care because huh, they've, their offense has been pretty damn good this year. It really has, the Cowboys. Uh, that spells a big, fat loss. And that's good, again, for the, the Bridgewaters and Johnny Menzel's being a Vikings, <laughs> it goes well for that possibility happening. Vikings are not going to win this game. Cowboys are going to pass all over the Vikings. I don't care who their running back is, he'll do whatever, but it's the passing game, because Rick Spielman has no idea how to solve the passing game on either side of the ball, Dallas Cowboys are going to run all over this team. And um, Rick Spielman clearly, yeah, I, I think his fingerprints are all over the failures of this team in a big way. And the Cowboys will continue to exploit that just like the Packers did, just like the Lions did, just like the Bears did, just like the, the Cleveland Browns did, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers did, just like the New York Giants did, just like the Panthers did, Carolina Panthers. Okay, you get the point. Everybody has exploited the Vikings. Terrible pass defense and uh, pass offense as well. So, and they've, they've had 19 men in the box all year. Obviously an exaggeration, but you get the idea. They're not going to let Adrian go anywhere. And um, Adrian will have some good games here and there, but overall, whatever. Uh, Tony Romo's stats, phenomenal this year. 18 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, quarterback rating over 100, almost 102. He's going to kick the Vikings' ass on Sunday. There's just no doubt about it. Cowboys will get to be above 500. They'll be 5-4, and four, and believe it or not, they're in first place in the NFC East because that's not a very good division right now. It's just not, is it? Philadelphia sucks. Washington is 2-5, and five, which is really weird to me. Uh, the Giants won again, so watch out for the New York Giants. Watch out for the Giants. Every time you think they're dead and gone, they tend to uh, emerge and then things get really interesting. But it was just Philadelphia, so they suck. Um, Cowboys are probably going to make the playoffs because that division is pathetic, unless the Giants are this miracle comeback team. Okay, so yes, with that said, Dallas is going to pump up the points again easily. They're going to get 35 on the Minnesota Vikings. I thought the Packers were going to get well over 30, and they got 44. They could have gotten 54 yesterday. Cowboys are going to get 35. The Vikings are going to get 21. 35-21. Dallas wins the game. Vikings will find a way to score a couple points, be it a special teams touchdown, be it... Christian Ponder running it in the end zone. Or Josh Freeman doing well. Uh, I personally believe Josh Freeman will be the starting quarterback for the Vikings. And he'll probably play better than he did against the Giants. I would hope. But it's not going to be a win for the Vikings. Dallas 35. Minnesota 21. Cowboys pass all over the Vikings. The Vikings score once in a while. But they don't stop Dallas. That's all the analogy you need. And that's what I've pretty much been talking about this entire preview and review, and all that good stuff. Cowboys are going to pass all over the Vikings. I don't care what it, what big of a choke Tony Romo is. They're going to put up enough stats, they're going to win the game. This isn't a playoff game, so, yeah. We don't belong there right now. Um, so, it just is what it is. End of story. So, now we're going to uh, cut this segment right here, and then it's time for fan interaction. By the way, no calls. So, letting you know giving you a hint for the future though in november i may <laughs> i may cut it short on the calls but i'll talk about that when the time comes because obviously the lawn cleanups kick in and um yeah so if you do call try to keep it short stay to like one or two topics don't give me like nine topics cuz it's just it's not easy especially when it's real i'm i'm real busy with These lawn cleanups are going to come up. I mean, my hours are going to get stupidly bad in November, but I'm going to do my best to continue to do the show. I don't care if the Vikings are 1-15 or 15-1. I'm going to do the best I can to do the show and hopefully entertain you as well. That's just all there is to it. So to the fan interaction right after this. Are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 152, which is a reminder for those of you out there listening on your mobile devices. Already mentioned that iTunes, double twist, all that good stuff. Move on to the Facebook page. Go to Facebook, type in facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show and click like. That's all you gotta do there. Twitter, just uh follow at Purple Mafia Show, and there you go. Rock and roll. Um, I'm going to look at some of the comments here, opening up with the whole, Josh Freeman has a concussion. The plot thickens, so... I didn't do a post-game thread, though. I'm sure you, all you guys will have some things to say, or, yeah, I had plenty to say all over the place. So I'll try to get to as much as I can here without being too much and going too far and putting people to sleep. Not that your comments are boring, but just that me reading too much might get... Uh, I don't know. Some of you like it, some of you may not. There's a lot of people out there that don't post on the Facebook page... That uh, may be tuning it out because they don't want to hear too much. I don't know. I hope you're not tuning it out. Numbers haven't been that hot. They're not pathetic, but they're not good. So I don't know if I hope it's not me. I'm guessing it's the team. All right. So about the Freeman thing, I got to shut up here. Uh, Justin Mayor Henry says all I can do is laugh. Mm-hmm. Malcolm commenting, saying, "Watch Ponder have the best game ever. He would have loved that." Ryan Anderson saying, I just picked up Ponder on my fantasy team, and yes, I'm starting him. Oh, boy. Uh man. He might as well pick up Tony Romo, huh? <laughs> no. Brett McCarthy saying, wow, and Dave Vicky closing that topic with, this concussion is a joke. That was a call by the front office. Josh, you have a concussion, okay? We need to give you more time. And maybe some glasses so you can see wide-open receivers. And speaking of wide-open receivers, got to throw this in real quick. Stupid son of a gun, Christian Ponder, after the game, was, oh, he's all surly, and he's going to be short with everybody now. Because, oh, yeah, hmm, hmm, yeah. Because I got benched, and now I'm, like, now I'm mad. Now I'm a different guy. Well, the receivers weren't open. You're telling me Greg Jennings. Well, Greg Jennings was pretty open on a couple of those, my my man. So that is an inaccurate, idiotic statement. Christian Potter doesn't see anybody. And Chris Collinsworth, who I'm not a big fan of either, because he never has anything nice to say about the Vikings, whether we're 15-1 and one or 1-15, one was exploiting the fact that Potter was missing people the entire freaking game. Not missing him with his passes, but not passing to them at all. He just doesn't see him. Alright, let's see, was there one other, uh, I like to sometimes see some responses when people talk about (laughs) episode 151, Stephen A. Smith saying, I'm afraid to listen because I'm almost fully recovered, but I will as always, thank you for that Stephen, very much appreciated, Carl O'Neill, yes, he's been a new listener of late, saying, thanks for the mention, well the Vikings just plainly stink, I admit we should have stuck with Ponder at Quarterback. My reasoning is look at the offensive production with him at the lead compared to Castle and Freeman. We have scored seven offensive touchdowns with Ponder and five without. He also had given the team the lead in two of three starts to have the defense choke them away. Ponder is not great, but he's better than the other two. Interesting point, Carl. Uh, it's almost like that whole Tavares Jackson thing in 2007 when, you know, yeah, you had these other guys like Kelly Holcomb, and uh, Bollinger. Remember Bollinger? <laughs> Former Wisconsin Badger who was just kind of like one of those like, wow, he's in he's in the NFL, huh? Huh. About as mediocre a quarterback as possible. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that where Tavares just was a little bit better because he just was. Uh, and the team was team to play better. So, interesting point, Carl. Uh, as of right now, yeah, I suppose. Uh, the Pittsburgh game was pretty good, though, for uh, Bad Castle. But, yeah, the Carolina game was just complete garbage, I guess. It's just kind of like by default, though. Ponder thus far has given a better effort than the others, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, some interesting thought there. Interesting thought. Uh, some people were commenting on the whole uh, part about Ponder being, wow, he's more, He's he's really more tough now. Uh, Danny Yang was saying thanks for posting it. He wants the Vikings to step uh, step up and not give up. Danny Yang. I wonder if he's a new listener. Hopefully. Um, not sure. This thing is going ape. Sorry about that. Stupid, like, virus. Ugh. They always want you to restart your computer. Uh, Celestia Thomas saying I was a ponder hater, but he said some encouraging words. Just have fun. Yep, I like that. Uh, Dave saying, Joey, I'll know you find this hard to believe, but I think the Vikes beat the Packers. <laughs> yeah, he had some interesting things to say there. Thought that uh, Jennings is going to have a big game and all that good stuff, but fortunately, it just didn't happen. Uh, Ryan Anderson saying, about time this guy got an attitude. <laughs> Mark Carlson saying, Dave Hickey, I like the way you think. Of course, Mark and Dave are Iwegians. Yes, hopefully you don't mind me saying it that way. Ah, ba ba ba. Where, where, where? Ah, some more fan interaction here. Tony Coleman posted something earlier. Let's see if I can get to that real quick. Ah, huh. Yeah, the post by the the post by others section. Yeah, I usually try. (laughs) Let's see. Tony Coleman, where was it? He posted a bleacher report. Has the Vikings the number one team guaranteed to lose this week? Sad state affairs at Viking land. That was an interesting article. (laughs) Uh, Tony Coleman also posting the Minnesota Vikings quarterback situation. I am. I am G U R.com. Yes, that was a good one too as well. Thank you for that. Keep posting Tony. I did check it out. Uh, Tony saying high hopes, low expectations. Mark was getting ready for the game, but yeah, that's kind of more like here and there type of stuff. Dave saying, Dave Hickey saying, thank God for Adrian Peterson. He's the guiding light of the Vikings, but other than him, I'm not sure what the Vikings do with the second pick in the 2014 draft. Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah, Dave saying, so much for the upset. Ha! Uh, da-da! Hunter and Allen to either Jacksonville or the Rams for their first and fourth. That'd be nice, but I'm guessing we can't get a first round pick right now, unfortunately for anybody outside of Adrian Peterson. So, uh, that's an unfortunate thing right now. Uh, yeah, we. W- I would have liked to get gotten a first round pick for Jared Allen, but it's at a point now where we're just not. We're going to be lucky to get a second rounder for him at best. Um, it's tough to really get value in trades in the NFL. It's really hard. In the draft, you can get it sometimes, but usually just draft picks for draft picks, possibly. Uh, like a warm player for draft picks is you usually coming behind in those, For uh, unfortunately. Not all the time. I mean, if it's a super-duper star like an Adrian Peterson or we thought Randy Moss, <laughs> we thought we were getting a huge like, uh, mother load for him, but we didn't. Uh, Brent Jacobson saying, I wonder if somebody suggested or will suggest on fan line or Vikings Vent line that if Frazier were fired midseason, if Brent Grant would be willing to be the interim, that would have been nice, uh oh, this is a funny picture posted by Brent Jacobson, a Viking season is a 10 alarm dumpster fire, so it's a big dumpster uh, purple with the Vikings logo with a gigantic fire coming out of it yeah, that's about right Brent, that's about right, sounds about right Oh boy, don't you just love, don't you just love this season though? I certainly don't, and yes, I posted multiple pictures of tanks on there, yes, to try to get some responses, get to that shortly, I was talking about the purple uniforms for a minute, people were excited, Uh, Dave and Tony, or excuse me, yeah, Tony Coleman and Mark Carlson were very excited about that, yep. Tony's saying, I love when they when they wear the purple jerseys and purple pants. I've always thought that looked the sharpest. I like it too, Tony. I, I like it a lot. I really do. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yes, this was a fully purple game. See, like the Vikings, it's random about how well they play in those. They've had some good games in them, and they've had some real bad ones, and unfortunately, this was a real bad one, but for me, it's more of a look than a, than a luck thing, I guess with that. Uh yeah. This was after the fourth round, fourth down conversion. I was saying I was just too easy for the Packers. That generated some responses from Todd Vandermeer and others. Todd out of Indiana saying there should be a round of firings after this game Green Bay scores on every possession. Yep. And they didn't have to punt either. Todd, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Patty Prior Hockey saying my husband had a great idea. I really hope I didn't mispronounce that. Prior Rocky. There we go. Um, my husband had a great idea. Let's put Joe Webb in as a corner on defense. And I was thinking, it's as that's about as bad as it's gotten, isn't it? The corner's so bad that <laughs> you just put anybody there, right? You know, hey, we did put Tate there years ago. Remember, uh, remember Tate. Oh, what was his f- Robert Tate? Remember the Vikings put Robert Tate this fourth, fifth meh, like crappy bat, like slot receiver as a quarterback, and he actually was halfway decent at it at times. It was kind of funny. It's a joke, but it's kind of funny. Uh, Mark Carlson saying third and so long and almost a sack, and then, yep, our defense allows another completion and worse. No one... Yep, no one is able to get him down. Do we have a defensive coach, and why? Yeah. Do we even have a defensive coach and why? Yeah, it's just like, what the hell? No, I mean, I thought we had a defensive uh, coordinator for a head coach as well. A former defensive coordinator. Uh, the defensive coordinator is not good and the head coach is not good either. This is just uh, one thing after another pointing to Fraser not returning. He just cannot, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Ergman saying heads need to roll. This is just too much. Yeah, Mark is saying I am glad... I'm watching at home. I'm going to dump out my popcorn now and wear a Lucky Vikings popcorn bowl for a helmet. Embarrassing as that will be. <laughs> this team's secondary is worse. Woo! Oh, Brent Jacobs is saying, if this team is fired, you should call that episode Down Goes Fraser. Yep, I know where you're getting that from. From the like Muhammad Ali and, and Joe Frazier. Down Goes Frasia! I gotta look up that article or that soundbite and get it on here when that if and when that does happen. Uh, read that line, doing your best, Howard Cosell voice. Yep, hopefully I tried right there. Down goes Fraser. No. <laughs> oh man, man, man! Another thread where I was thinking your mother plays better defense. Yep. <laughs> yep, Farzine and and saying this might. Yep, Farzine of course, a host of the Chief Zone. Saying this might be considered franchise suicide, but is it ideal to think that the team should part ways? Should part ways with Jared Allen and Adrian Peterson and try to rebuild through the draft the next two years? Sure, rebuilding by trading your best offensive and of defensive players is not the way to go, but aren't there rumors that AP wants out? I quite haven't heard the rumors about AP wanting out. Jared Allen, I think it's quite evident that, uh, well, he's had enough, I got to think. You could read his lips last night saying, this is the worst defense I've ever been a part of. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. This is the worst defense I've ever been a part of, or I've never seen defense this bad. Never. Um, Todd Vandermeer saying, this is rock bottom. Jesse Ball saying, AP's looking more and more like Barry Sanders every day. Yep, that was on one of those. Malcolm saying, what do you mean? We held the Packers to zero punts all game so far. Go Vikings. That is a gold star, Malcolm. You have a gold star now, for sure. Last week you got the silver, but this week it is the gold. Gold star, gold star, gold star, gold star. I love that line. Very cool. We'll keep moving. Celester Thomas saying, Ponder is who we thought he was. That is a silver star. That's almost the gold star. But no, we'll give you the silver this time. Celestia. yes, silver star for you. Yes, sir. Stephen A. Smith saying, I, for one, would like to see us evaluate some players like Motti and Hodges. I know Frazier wouldn't want this. And it shows the world he won't be back. So I think it's time we see Allen traded. So Everson get some reps. Yeah, I'd like to see Everson Griffin out there. Henderson sit while Motti plays and work Hodges in as well. I can't disagree with that. In fact, that might be a bronze star. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was back to back to back right there. Those are really, 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 really good takes, guys. Those are awesome. You know, some of those guys should be playing. I got a thing. I don't know, even know why they're not playing, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Hodges and Mahdi would be better linebackers than what you are seeing out there. Ah, uh, Malcolm's saying, so you think we can win nine in a row? Or you don't think we can win nine in a row? When I was writing... About we need to tank. Or actually I just posted about it. Blow it up says Brent Jacobson. Um, We're wrapping up here folks. Hopefully this hasn't been too long. But you know I love to include people here. Time to explode this defense. Because this big tank picture. Dave saying I gotcha when I said it's time to tank. We need to do some trades also. Help the other bleepy you know S word teams. (laughs) Win more too. Like last year we get more number ones because the disc defense needs a lot of help. And I think we're stacked on offense other than the old line. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stephen A. Smith wrapping things up here, saying, listening to Brian Robinson on K Fan. You could tell the players are putting a lot of the Yeah, this is really good right here. So yeah, definitely at least a bronze star for Stephen A. Smith for this show. Uh yeah. Putting a lot of blame at the feet of the defensive coordinator. Williams Alan Williams of course I uh, says I can't remember the exact line but when they asked Ben Lieber he was all about positive he was all about positive he, all but positive he was saying our DC sucked I think you could look back at the Chicago game and Henderson was also saying this well actually not saying it if you will yes because he's saying we were out of position yep yep he was saying we were we were out of position you know the coaching scheme was incorrect when the coaching scheme's incorrect that's not good the coaches are not doing a good job and they're getting beat by a an older but a rookie coach in uh I like Tressman actually you know but still rookie as an NFL head coach an old rookie but a rookie uh Alan Williams uh well he's only in his second year as a defensive coordinator but uh yeah he sucks And I think there's a reason why Alan Williams was not promoted in the past. Because maybe they didn't think he was quite the defensive coordinator type. And uh, he sucks. Yeah. He looked good last year, but he's terrible right now. Too many mistakes. Too many bleeping mistakes. Time to go. Yep, that's it. (laughs) That's about a perfect way to wrap up the show. Really good thoughts, guys. So Malcolm will get the gold this week. Celeste Dart, Thomas getting the silver. And Stephen A. Smith getting the bronze. Though, you know what? Those, those 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 takes by those three guys, like back to back to back there were just, uh, I mean, they were good. So all of you, really spectacular, like virtual gold star material there. So <laughs> loved what you guys had to say there. And I love what all of you had to say. And uh, if those of you out there, if you think I get too much into Facebook and all that stuff, well, that's why it's the third segment. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. i in the, in the future, it'll probably get cut down more and more, but not too much. You know, I mean, I, I try to paraphrase, try to break down things a little bit so I don't read, like, the whole darn thing. But also, that's why you can call in, too, like Malcolm did last week. When you have, like, you know, you have a lot to say, maybe you want to get a lot get some stuff off your mind without having to type it. 209-736-7877 is the number. But, yeah, try to keep it semi-brief. Malcolm did. Malcolm did it very well last week. But don't be shy to call in, though, please. Um, Bryce, I remember Bryce out there. He sounded like a little bit on the shy side. He called back in, was it July of last summer, whatever, August last summer. He called two shows in a row and then never called again. Sound like a really sound like a really nice guy, you know, and like a really loyal listener, too. I really hope you're still listening. So shout out to you if you are. Uh, call in sometime. Join the Facebook page something. Like, like, like to hear from you again, you know. I hope he's still listening. Just thought I'd mention that. But before we move on and call it a show, i got to get to the Twitter uh, reactions. There's a few. Not not too much. So just thought I'd let you know. Uh, Dave Martin, really, really good guy out of Scotland. You know, northern Scotland. Really thank what he has to say here. He says, I just heard the podcast. Don't give up. You do a great job with it. We are all in the long ship together with this crap. Thank you for that, Dave. Really appreciate it. He's saying, as to our GM... You and I could pick first rounders for for the team AP. Yeah, for, for like, you know, for team a, AP and Percy. No brainers. It's three to seven where GM earns his money and he missed. That is a huge, good point there by Dave Martin. And, you know, it's almost like I got to stop <laughs> doing the Twitter last. I mean, Dave Martin does some, a lot of Gave's gold star type stuff here, too. A lot of gold star type material right there. Thought I'd mention. These are good takes. Uh, he says, uh, thank you for what you do. I would say keep, keep the faith, but this season makes that so hard to, bring, makes it so hard to do. Bring back Denny. He said, um, uh, so he says, uh, yeah, he was talking about the Ponder coming back and all that crazy stuff. Keep the faith. I saw the Brit win Wimbledon first. In, oh, yeah, he saw Brit win Wimbledon first in 1936. So the Purple will win a Super Bowl. I will be there, too. Yeah, very cool. Dave? Brent Jacobson saying, at this rate, by week 17, the NFL play 60 kid will be the Vikings starting quarterback. <laughs> Justin in Rochester. So, closing with a really cool guy here. Haven't heard from him in the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, I believe he posted on the Facebook page and then I freaking missed it somehow. That was stupid. Uh, he says, I thought it was funny about uh, just, yeah, I, I was ripping Collinsworth because he's always got some snide remark for the Vikings. He says, I thought it was funny. I was just saying that to a friend of mine who is a Packers fan that thinks they have it all now. Yep, yep. So, yeah, miss missed you, Justin and Rochester. Um, should call in sometime at least. Uh, and, yeah, I got to think, again, like you asked a while ago, got to think Justin Rochester will be on at least for a segment of this show at some point. Probably, the yeah, the game review segment. I mean, why not? That's the best part to be on. The game review is like the 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 the, uh, the main part of the show, really. Uh, you know, so thanks again for that, Justin. One final note here. I don't want to forget because I kind of promised I'd mention this. <laughs> Paul Tooniverse Caniff was saying how see the Seahawks are now seven and one. That's a franchise record for them right now. The best record they've started out with seven and one. So, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Thanks for that, Paul. I appreciate it. A new franchise record, seven and one. Minneapolis, yeah, Paul obviously from here, grew up in Minneapolis. And uh, Golden Valley, which is where I live and where I grew up. Golden Valley, anyway. Uh, Yeah. So, And he's moving to Seattle soon here. So, shout out to him always. Going to miss you, Paul. Really going to miss you. Uh, I've watched a lot of Viking games with him. In fact, I watched yesterday's game as well. So, we'll close with that. Uh, Mostly... (laughs) You know, it's all about, uh, I, I wish I could predict a win going into next week. I wish this was a more fun season. I'm sure it would be good in every way. We'd all be having more fun. Uh, the show would be doing better. All that good stuff. It would just be a lot more fun time. We'd all be in better moods when we talk about sports and the Vikings and all that. But unfortunately, it just is what it is. It's all about Rick Spielman in the draft, I guess. And hopefully, <laughs> being the passing game what it is, how important it is in this league on both sides of the ball. Rick Spielman needs to step up on both sides of the ball in the passing game and because so far he has been a complete failure in that department. We'll be right back next week.